Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As we were covering, I mean, this, this couple just never smiled at each other for years and years and years. They had been a couple that were great mates. They spent a lot of time together. Uh, they had two young children and he, frankly, disappeared. Both girls, despite extraordinary wealth, gorgeous looks, um, and obviously, you know, the, the playgirls of Europe have not had a lot of luck in love. Hi there, and welcome to New Idea Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind palace doors. I'm Zoe Burrell, and today we will be talking all about royal divorces, including the truth behind Diana's divorce, the nasty royal divorce currently before the courts in London, and tips on staying married from the gun royal divorce lawyer. Joining us today to share her amazing knowledge is royal expert and commentator, Angela Mollard. Hi, Zoe. How are you going today? Yeah, good, thank you. This is not a subject we've really dealt with before. We talk tend to talk about weddings and all the exciting, happy things, and you know, no one puts more effort into a wedding than the royals. I mean, they're full of pomp and splendor, and there's obviously these, you know, one of the most celebrated events in royal history. But we're going to talk about when it all goes wrong. Yes, well, it is a very different story when it all goes wrong, isn't it? And the most toxic royal split was between Charles and Diana, wasn't it? It was. And I was living in London and reporting uh, regularly on the royals through those years in the 90s where they're, I mean, they married in 1981, but the relationship was clearly doomed for, for from the late 80s onwards and through the early 90s. It was particularly toxic. And, you know, as he, as we were covering, I mean, this, this couple just never smiled at each other for years and years and years. And it just continued on. They were using various journalists to get out different stories. The journalist that um, I worked for with uh, the Royal Reporter, you know, he was a very close friend of Diana's and, and all you, you, stories were just being positioned in different newspapers by Charles and Diana in their courts and, and it was a game of trying to see who could sort of besmirch the, the other the most. I mean, obviously, as details came out in Diana, her true story, the the, um, the book by Andrew Morton, and then in the interview that Prince Charles did with um, with Mr. Dimbleby, that and that huge book that that he spoke about, where he talked about there were that he had actually renewed his relationship with Camilla. I mean, it was it was really washing your dirty laundry in public, and yet it was utterly compelling because this was the most recognisable couple in the world. I think looking back on it, it took a long time for that relationship to fully disintegrate. I mean, you remember they had a trip to Korea and I remember I was in the newsroom and every image that came back, they were barely looking at each other or they were looking down or they were just so clearly miserable. Um, And then obviously, uh, 
the Panorama interview where where Diana talked about her relationship with James Hewitt and with the, the three of us in, a, in this marriage. I mean, they were still married when these great, huge interviews and, and the sort of bombshell revelations were made. Yeah, it's fascinating. And what I find really interesting, though, is it wasn't the couple themselves who finally insisted they divorce, was it? No, it wasn't. So after Diana spoke on Panorama uh, about the, you know, her closeness to people like James Hewitt, and she talked about there being three of us in this marriage, the Queen actually intervened. So that was in 1995, where she talked openly about her marital difficulties, and the Queen quickly sent a letter to Diana and said, you guys need to well, she wouldn't have said you guys, but she said you you need to divorce. And that was finalised in August 1996. And there was obviously a confidentiality agreement that stopped both of them discussing the details of their divorce and married life. Interestingly, in the short time before Diana's death, after that, the, the, the couple of them, there were a couple of occasions where they actually spent time together and they were really decent to each other. And I think that's a heartening, it's a heartening thing to know that they, they moved on. They moved on from that toxicity during the early to mid-90s that was just so evident. On the other hand, a very different divorce. We know Prince Andrew and Fergie, they must be the most amicably divorced couple around. They are, and we look at them now. But back then, Andrew was never around. So he was away one year. He was home just 40 days. And, you know, they they had been a couple that were great mates. They spent a lot of time together. Uh, they had two young children and he frankly disappeared. His naval career took him away. It was a foolhardy decision to spend so much time apart. I've also heard that, you know, he's a, he's a little bit of a slothful character. He likes sitting down watching TV and playing golf. And it's hard to know how invested he was in, in his wife's happiness. In any case, she quickly found comfort in the, um, in the company of other men. She had a uh, relationship with Steve Wyatt. And then, of course, there was the toe-sucking photos with her and John Bryan. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, people say, will they ever remarry? Yes, and that's you know, a there's a lot of always goes around, isn't it? It does. A lot of speculation about whether it happened. I don't think it will now. I think that they are great mates. They get on well for, uh, you know, for the sake of, the, not not just for the sake of their children, but for the sake of their own relationship. Neither of them appear to have uh, formed a lasting relationship with another partner. Um, in the, Obviously, at the moment, there's huge speculation about Prince Andrew and his proclivities and activities. And I think Sarah would be incredibly loyal to him for once you know, the attention is not on her. And, this, you know, as a woman who's made multiple stuff ups, it's probably a, a little bit of a – and she's probably sought Andrew's um, support during those times. Now it's a chance for her to support him through a period that I think is going to continue for a while yet. Yes, I agree with you. And, of course, at the moment there's another divorce taking place in London, isn't there? That's right. Not many people know about this, but Princess Haya of Jordan has split from the Dubai's ruler, Sheikh Mohammed. And look, this couple, they got married in 2004 in this lavish ceremony in Jordan, but things fell apart really quickly. I mean, she knew straight away, pretty much straight away that they weren't well matched. She's 45, he's 70. I mean, obviously, he, you know, the, the nature of relationships there, he's a polygamist. Um, she had, you know, initially she said, she was a bundle of energy and she and he had to put up with her and she wasn't particularly conventional and he was and she was grateful for for their love but look it's become really messy it's going through the courts uh, at the moment and it could be the costliest divorce settlement in british history 
bearing in mind that he is worth $6 billion. Uh, the biggest issue at heart is that their custody of the children, because under Islamic law, the children belong to their father. But she's seeking asylum in the UK with her two children. And, you know, this is hugely problematic and probably very worrying for her. Incidentally, she has hired Prince Charles's uh, divorce lawyer, a woman called Fiona Shackleton, who's very well known in the UK for being a brilliant, brilliant divorce lawyer. Uh, Princess Hay is actually friends with Camilla and Charles, uh, they spend time together. So it's no wonder that when she needed a divorce lawyer of some um, substance, uh, Charles clearly has suggested that uh, she use Fiona Shackleton. And Fiona has a checklist, doesn't she, on what you need to do to stay married? Has she given these tips to the royals? That's right. Um, that's right, Zoe. She's um, a little. Uh, last year in the Times, there was a survey uh, done. It was a study done that basically came up with ten questions that you should ask your partner to ensure a lasting relationship. And she gave her backing uh, to this project, which was conducted by the University of Exeter. Obviously, she. I mean, her her income comes from people divorcing, but she was very invested in people staying together. Um, And that she said that more than 50% of the people consulting me about divorce have said that they realised either before or very soon into their marriages that they were fundamentally incompatible with their partners. So her checklists are I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them because I think they could be helpful. It's uh, you need to ask yourself all these questions: Are my partner and I a good fit? Do we have a strong basis of friendship? Do we want the same things in our relationship? Are our expectations realistic? Do we generally see the best in each other? Do we both work at keeping our relationship vibrant? Do we both feel we can discuss things freely and raise issues with each other? Are we both committed to working through the hard times? And when we feel stressful circumstances, would we? pull together to get through it? And do we each have support of others around us? I think it's a great checklist. And I think any couple that's sort of worried about their marriage should actually go through that and and have a think, you know, to what extent they can answer those questions positively. Yeah, I agree. Really interesting. Do you mm. think that the royals have taken any of those on board? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would hope so, wouldn't you? I, I think Kate and William have. I think they spent a lot of years together. I think Kate's had a... a, a, a sort of an upbringing where where family is very important and I think both she and William have spent a lot of time thinking about it. In fact, uh, I would say uh, they are the role models for royal marriages at the moment. But who knows what goes on on the inside? We shall never know. Although they look like they have fun together, to be honest. They, so when too. they were down in the Isle of Wight, then they were racing different boats. They actually looked like they were genuinely, genuinely having a good laugh. Yes. Of course, though, Moving away from British royal family, the Monaco royal family is sort of synonymous with the elegant princess Grace, but her daughters haven't been so lucky in love, have they? Oh, I know. The po- <laughs> they've been really unlucky. I mean, they the both Princess Caroline and Princess Stephanie lost their mum, and then of course. Um, They've both gone through real heartbreak. Princess Caroline, the eldest of the two daughters, you know, incredibly glamorous. Uh, she has been married three times. She's been divorced, widowed, and now she's thought to be living apart from her current husband. So her first marriage was to banker Philippe Junot, and that lasted just two years. He was philandering and 
Um, and she hoped to have that relationship annulled, which is obviously uh, you can get an annulment through the through the church, but that didn't happen. So when she came to marry her real love of her life, Stefano Casaraghi, in 1983, she could only have a civil ceremony, and it was only a couple of years later that her first marriage was annulled. Of course, we all know that sad story about the death of Stefano. He was in a powerboat racing accident in 1990. Um, The father of her children, you know, the true love of her life. She went on to marry her third husband, Prince Ernst of uh, Hanover, in 1999, but apparently they've been living separately since 2009. So not good luck in her uh, in her relationships. And her sister, Princess Stephanie, likewise has, has been really unlucky. She was always the royal rebel. Uh, she got married in 1995 to her bodyguard, Daniel de Cruet. Um, actually, her dad, Prince Rainier, wouldn't sanction the marriage because... Daniel was already divorced with a child who'd been born just 10 months before his and Stephanie's first son, Louis, arrived. But anyway, they did go on to get married. But then there were pictures published of him with a Belgian stripper. And, of course, divorce followed. She went on to marry an acrobat. She has really interesting choice in men. They were apparently living in a caravan for a while. Again, the marriage founded and they divorced in 2004. So both girls, despite extraordinary wealth, gorgeous looks, um, and obviously, you know, the, the playgirls of Europe have not had a lot of a lot of um, luck in love. Oh, well, hopefully they find someone. <laughs> You'd hope so. <laughs> and I know you mentioned, obviously, Will and Kate are sort of the picture of a happy marriage these days. The next generation of royals definitely appear to have strong marriages. Who do you think is going to last the distance? Yeah, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because we're early days. I think, you know, the, the, when you're looking at people still in their 30s, largely, it's hard to say. But as I say, I think Kate and William, absolutely. They every they seem aligned. They have a common purpose. They're both committed to the duty ahead of them. But I think the other standouts, Zoe, are Zara Phillips and Mike Tyndall. I, they look like they have a great time. They have a wonderful life away from away from sort of London. So they live down in Gloucestershire, which is outside in the home, you know, outside of London. So they live fairly rurally. They've got their two daughters. Mike Tyndall's apparently the one that keeps, obviously the former rugby international, he's the guy that keeps everyone amused at Christmas dinners and lunches in the royal family. William and Harry adore him and, you know, they have a great laugh. I think those two will make the distance. I agree, and I think there were just recently some gorgeous snaps of them sharing a kiss while they were out at the horse trials or somewhere like that's that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Look, I, I don't – they've had their little tests as well. You know, there's been a few rumours around him, um, but I think genuinely, you know, they've gone through hardship together. She had a miscarriage, which she, which was really difficult, um, and she's talked about that. So I think they've definitely – I think they and Kate and William will still be uh, – they'll be the ones celebrating – what is it, diamond wedding anniversaries? Is that 50, Zoe? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whatever it is, whatever stone it is that denotes a long and happy marriage, I think both them will be will get there. I agree with you. And that brings us to the end of the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us, Ange. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And, of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of our Royal Mag, New Idea Royals Monthly, on sale now. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.